big star out of me. Make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II right here from uh, Cleveland Community College, C19 TV. The uh, what, studios, what are, what are these studios called? Uh, the John uh, O'Harris Jr. Studio. The John O'Harris Jr. Studios. We do appreciate Dr. Bones McCoy uh, for sharing that information with us. Thank you, sir. Really My bones are buried so deeply in here, <laughs> deeper than they've ever been, unfortunately. But I'm working on that. I'm trying to work out. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, it's yeah. not happening. So what? Yeah, you're not feeling great today. No, I have this weird allergy to something that hasn't been diagnosed, and I wake up some mornings and my lips are swollen and I yeah. have trouble breathing. So Benadryl does it, but also does me in for the day. So I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy right now. I, think I don't we know. Have, I should have passed on the show to tell you the truth. Don't I, we have some? I got the coffee going. Yeah, you and do. And you're, since you're here, I've got. I'm silently judging. You. That's, that, that, nice. that's the cup I'm I using. And, and you, you do have these. We have a close-up, extreme close-up of your lips. Swollen. Well, we're not going to show that. We're not going to no. show this? Okay. Right. No, no, that, that, that is Greg Tillman. Uh, over here to my right is uh, Zane Gray. Zane is back with us. Uh, maybe for a couple more weeks before he uh, heads off into the... Uh, the real the, world. The real world, yep. yeah. The, the wild blue yonder. Uh, Zane, uh, our student film critic mm -hmm. here. And, he joined uh, the Air Force or something? I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't have the physicality to do the Air Force. <laughs> Dude, you look like you're in better shape than either one of us combined. Yeah, well, so. yeah. That's yeah. not saying... No, that's not saying much. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, can I have that coffee mug? <laughs> Zane, we do appreciate you hanging out with Thank us. Glad you. glad you're back. Um, and, uh, and for those of you out there in, uh, in TV land, uh, you, you send in email, uh, you send in non-viewer mail, you send in you, you phone call, I mean, you text. It's actually all about Tim Foster. And, uh, and, and Tim, back there on the Tim cam, um, people love you, man. They can't get enough. Ooh, I know guns. it's the gun. Yeah, they can't get the enough guns. of you. Yeah. They can't get enough of you. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the non-viewer mail, I get, if I read every fan letter I got. I have a question. Yes. How do you send in non-viewer mail? Y any way you want to. Okay. All yeah. right. You can shout it out if you yeah. want to. Yeah. But, but if I, every, every fan mail letter I got that, that came about Mr. Foster, really? if we read it, yeah, that's all we do, the uh, entire show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so people love you, man. Just know it. Embrace it. Accept it. He loves you as well. So thank you. Keep yeah. Info at c19.tv if you want to send in that email. Well, last week uh, I got a chance to give my review of the Avengers, mm -hmm. and uh, and Greg was going to go see the Avengers as well as Zane. Zane has seen it three times since three times. we last met. Mm -hmm. I'll have you know I did see a superhero movie yesterday. Okay. I well, saw Shazam, which has ooh, been out for a month. Man, but, you know you're keeping up. Which I liked, by the way. So, so what? What grade would you give Shazam? I'd give it uh, probably a B plus. Ooh. Ah, okay, yeah. B plus for Shazam. I know that's old news, but it is. But still, there uh, were like four people in there besides me. <laughs> well, and, and it's you know if, if you want to go see a movie where there's nobody watching it right now, that's it was the like, one what? to see. Nobody was in there, right? When you watched it? Uh, not many. Yeah. Yeah. They were all Before watching Endgame. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Endgame, so before we get to your, your take on it, mm -hmm. this movie's humongous, mm -hmm. all right? Yeah. People are going back opening weekend to see it multiple times. You saw it three. My mm -hmm. son Thomas saw it four times. Mm -hmm. Wow. Four times since last I do Tuesday. plan on going again to see it this week. It's, it, it, it's a rewatchable film, and, uh, you know, nobody anticipated the kind of money that it made opening weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, people hoped 
and thought, well, maybe it'll make $300 million, which is huge. What, uh, domestically over 350? $350 million yeah. estimated right now is right. That the actuals will probably come out later this but, afternoon. But here's the big thing. Worldwide, $1.2 billion, billion with a B. Amazing. For opening weekend. That's just nothing. That record was held by Infinity War last year yeah. at $600 million, something yeah. like I was going to ask what it, what it then beat. You, then you go back. The first $200 million film domestically was The Avengers <laughs> yep. for opening weekend. Mm -hmm. So so this, the MCU has really set the standard. Yep. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you, because this is something that Thomas, Thomas shared with me. He said that Dad, he said the, the MCU um, has really been kind of like my Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about, I grew up on Star Wars. I grew up, you know, I was uh, 11 when the first one came out. And every year I was excited about, okay, when's, when am I going to be able to see what's next? Right. What's next? What's next? And I just kept going back and I just loved that franchise mm -hmm. for so many reasons. Every time the new one would come out, and of course there are only three, it wasn't right. like 22 of them in, mm -hmm. in 11 years. But I would go back multiple times to watch it over and over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And that's exactly what's happened. Thomas saw this thing four times opening weekend. You saw it three. Three times. Would you agree that this is kind of your generation's Star Wars? Oh, as ab far as ab absolutely. Like, I can't think of a bigger movie of my generation than maybe, I mean, if I'm not thinking of an endgame, maybe The Force Awakens. But, you know, like you said, Star Wars had three movies mm -hmm. that were successful. MCU had 22. The idea of them all being just all critically favorable um, financially really favorable, uh, kicking it off with Iron Man. So, yeah, I can't really think of, of this anticipated of a movie yeah. than, uh, of Avengers Endgame. Like, and it's you, almost grown surreal. Up. I mean, you've grown up yeah. with these characters. I was actually going to say, because I've spent most of my life watching an MCU movie in theaters, which, I mean, 11 years ago, I was in middle school when that first Iron Man came out, and now I'm my last year <laughs> in college. And, Greg's look, Greg looks disappointed, and I don't. No, it's just and sad. maybe just the allergies. It's just sad. I'm feeling sorry for myself. Why? Because I wasn't alive when Star Wars came out? <laughs> no, that you were, you're, uh, that I'm old. <laughs> you're not old, dude. No, but like this, classic. But this is something classic. that my generation can look at, you know, 20 years in, in the yeah. future. Like, that was my Star Wars, where my parents grew up, like the Star Wars movies with Empire, right. New Hope, and yeah. uh, Return of Jedi. That was their huge, yeah. you know, anticipated franchise. And so, yeah, I definitely think this perfectly equates to that yeah. analogy. Yeah. Why do you think, and th but this movie, Avengers Endgame, is appealing across the board. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you talk about your quadrant film. Right. You want to hit, um, you know, every gender, you want to hit every race, mm -hmm. you want to hit every age bracket, and, um, and, and also you want to hit people that will look at any kind of genre of film. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened with this right. one. Why do you feel that this one's so successful? through all those because I think we just we've grown invested with all of these characters so for so long and I think we've been so attached to them that we want to see them root at the end of the day and we want to see them we want to see them go through obstacles we yeah. want to see them we want to see our heroes uh, as, yeah. as the champions and that's the analogy that I made about this game it kind of feels like your favorite sports team's championship and it finally like it's the big game I mean we drove out to go see this in Charlotte which was I'm very gracious that I was able to do that and uh yeah, I just think we, we, we love these characters so yeah. much, whether it's on paper in the comics or whether, you know, I think Iron Man became more popular with the movies rather than the comics. And, uh, um, I mean, whether it's the actors like Chris Evans as Captain America, Chris yeah. Hemsworth as Thor, and vice versa, or et cetera. So we just love the actors, but we also love these characters so much because we want to see them root at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, we talked, uh, 
And I was just going to say, even though I haven't seen it, I, I would imagine it comes down, having seen most of the MCU films, mm -hmm. which does not, I, by the way, I heard recently include Deadpool. <laughs> it's not MCU, Greg. Who knew? I mean, uh, now that Disney owns Fox. And... <laughs> but anyway, uh, you're right. They're well acted. They look great. But it comes down to the root of the thing, which is always the basis of a good film, is a great script. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they had an incredible story arc that, that obviously has culminated success. But that's one thing I wanted to say. Like, I, I've made the argument about previous MCU movies about being standalone. Like, you can watch this movie and not have seen any of the other Thors. But I think with, and this is my personal opinion, I think with Endgame, I think it's really... Uh, uh, it behooves you to, yes. to watch all the 21 MCU movies because I can't imagine watching Endgame will be that invested because like you're going to have no idea what's going on and um, I think it's really important to watch the other I, I movies so that came too. before and, it. You know, I, I gave four or five last week. Right. You, you know, if you've never seen any of the movies, mm -hmm. you could watch those five and, right. and get it. But you're right, to, to really appreciate this film, Endgame, mm -hmm watch every single yep. one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're right, some of the standalone, there were standalone films that were done throughout that mm -hmm. you don't have to have the backstory. Right. But this one, if you go in and you've never seen any of the ones before, you're going to be... I really think you're going to be lost. You're yeah. going to be completely lost. Mm -hmm. Completely lost. So uh, I, I gave you kind of my emotional feel and emotional... As take. I felt emotional watching it. Yeah, last week. Yeah, you were emotional just hearing yep. me talk about it. Mm -hmm. So um, give me your take on this film uh, now that you've had a chance to see it. I think after seeing it through, uh, through three times, um, <laughs> I really... Has he had Benadryl too? <laughs> I may need some later. Um, my first experience was emotionally exhausting, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Yep. I really think what the Russo brothers have been able to do, not just with this, but with Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, now Endgame... I mean, they're not just, I mean, they're really changing not just the roots of the MCU, but the comic book movie genre. Um, Greg's falling asleep. He's <laughs> falling asleep over um, No, I, I, I really honestly, the more I thought about it, and after seeing it for a third time, I've solidified my um, opinion on this movie. I think Avengers Endgame is my favorite MCU movie, period, and I think yep. it might be my number one favorite comic book movie. Just really the emotional crux of this movie. Yeah and how somber it is for the first two hours. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative at all. I really yeah. think that's a well-earned for 22 movies, for them to really be, for us to be that patient. Right, I agree. It's really a great thing. And um, I mean, yeah, my, my initial thoughts, like I, I really, really, I'm gonna echo a lot of Noel's sentiments. I love, love this movie. It really could not have been in any way I could have imagined it possible. So um, yeah. It lives up to the hype. It really does. It lives up to the hype. Um, and uh, if, if you are a fan of Superhero films, yeah. or a fan of the other Marvel films, and you mm -hmm. haven't, if you're one of the three people who haven't seen, have not this, seen Endgame, like Tim, Tim Foster, I think he said he's the only person in America other than Greg who has not <laughs> seen this. I will also say, um, I think from a performance standpoint, I think this is some of the best performance I've seen from really Robert Downey Jr. Oh gosh, um, maybe Chris Evans, uh, yeah. maybe Jeremy Renner, um, who I've really liked. Oh Hawkeye, wow, yeah, um, but really, I've grown more just um he brought more gravitas i'd say to yeah. this uh to this role in this movie yeah the acting in this greg is is incredibly solid mm -hmm. i mean the acting is is stellar all the way yeah. and, and i think uh, i think I, I just i was just kind of blown away by really every every avenue of this yeah. mm -hmm. uh it, it's not a film that you you leave and you feel like oh okay i'm, I'm you know, I know I, I get it all because right. there's a lot of things you have to think about yeah. in this film. Um, there are a lot of storylines and threads that are wrapped up mm -hmm. uh, and characters mm -hmm. that are wrapped up. But there's also, um, you know, there's a lot going on. 
There's a lot going on there, in this film. Right, there's, there's this really bittersweetness to it, and uh, I know there's going to be more MCU movies. There's going to be Spider-Man Far From Home opening up this summer. There'll be more Avengers movies, but really, like, this beautifully wrapped up yeah. in a way that I had hoped that, that, they, that they were going to yeah. nail it, and they really stuck to the landing yeah. in this movie. I, I, I don't see how you can top this. And that's as far like it's like as far as anticipation, as far as like 22 movies yeah. again, all being successful. I mean, and that wasn't them. the case for Star Wars and your guys. I mean, that, oh, yeah. you had the three movies, but I can't really think of another franchise. I mean, Harry Potter had eight movies, but even yeah. the Fantastic Beasts movies are kind of like right. And, and you know, black, black and we, for we had Lord word. of the Rings. We talked about that, but you, you know, you knew how that was going to end. Right. I mean, that was within a book. This one. There were a lot of unanswered questions. There were so many theories and speculations, and yeah. there was not one true until we saw the yeah. final product. And there were a lot of surprises, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm doing surprises. Mm -hmm. What rating? My rating is going to be an A+. A+. Plus. So uh, A+, plus last week for me, A+, plus for Zane. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break, uh, and we're going to try to get some uh, uh, coffee, uh, some more coffee in here to Mr. <laughs> Tillman so he can uh, maybe, uh, maybe stay awake during the second half because he's engaged in the second half. When we come back from the break, he's going to talk about the movie The Highwayman. Oh, Highwayman. Did I see that? Yes, you did. Okay. So get your notes. We're going to take an intermission. We'll take an intermission right here on C-19 TV's Meet Me at the Movies. Jackie Sibley-Newton, the host of Experience Cleveland County on C19 TV, on Spectrum Cable, and also online at C19.TV. This is a show all about community partners, organizations, and businesses coming together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. So watch us every other week on C19 TV. Only two years until graduation. Then what? The Advanced Manufacturing Academy is a partnership between Cleveland County Schools and Cleveland Community College. It offers you, rising 11th graders, the chance to learn job skills, earn valuable credentials, and complete your high school studies all at the same time. By completing the Advanced Manufacturing Academy, you'll graduate high school ready to start work at way above minimum wage. Check out the Academy and give yourself a head start on a great future. Dean said that he pointed to his head and said they have to have a, a brain to do that job. Well, I can think of a lot of people that would want it. That rules them out, Dean. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he is acting like a Republican today, folks. I'm so I'm happy just acting like him. I've always <laughs> acted <laughs> way. That's yeah, different. but you're even a little bit more. I'm, you, you're thinking about making America great. I know you are, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put me in the Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am here with Zane Gray. To my right is Zane Gray. Uh, there you go. Uh, Tim Foster back there on the Tim Cam. Uh, as always, the uh, the most famous person on this show who gets all the fan mail. That's right. Yes, you. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it. And Mr. Greg Tillman, who uh, said he's having a really hard time staying awake, and which is going to be pretty rough because it's uh, time for him to review the film uh, The Highwayman. 
or the highwaymen. Highwaymen. Highwomen. Highwaymen. I think it's highwaymen. Highwomen. Highwomen. Well, I don't know. Highwomen. Highwomen. <laughs> I never was good at meeting girls. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a whole other problem. This, uh, this movie stars uh, Kevin Costner. Yep. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yep. It's a Bonnie and Clyde. Film. It's kind of the other side. Everyone's familiar with Bonnie and Clyde mm -hmm. from 1967, made Faye Dunaway and, and uh, yep. Warren Beatty stars. And it's highly entertaining. I've seen it several times. Mm. Uh, the original. And I think most people have, right. yeah. The Highwaymen's sort of the other side of the story where two former Texas Rangers who were kind of out to pasture, one was retired and one had, was uh, kind of drinking himself to death, uh, got called back into service as a last-ditch effort to capture Bonnie and Clyde. And it's basically their road trip, tracking them down, and finally, of course, cornering them. But it's the acting solid, what you'd expect from both of them. Uh, it's a beautiful looking film. Uh, could have been tightened maybe a little bit in editing, but really good film. I'm not sure why it didn't get a theatrical release. I get, well, it's a Netflix original, yeah, Netflix but they have a re release some theatrically. Yeah, they do. Um, and they normally do it very limitedly, but I, would, yeah. I don't know if they did the case for oh, this well, Maybe it did, and we just didn't know it here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that they did on this one. I, mm. I didn't see any kind of um, theatrical uh, push for this, for this right. film. Mm. But uh, So you, you thought it's well worth checking out? Yeah, uh, it, it definitely kept my attention, even though, like I said, it could have been trimmed a little yeah. bit, which was really important because I saw it on a flight. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to fly, so it was. Uh, it kept me from noticing the little bumps in the air and that kind of thing. Go. But so, yeah, but uh, yeah, a solid film, definitely worth checking out. What rating? Uh, I'd give it a, a maybe a B. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, a B for the Highwayman. Highwayman. Starring, starring Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. I like Woody Harrelson. I've always liked Woody, like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. There's so little shown of Bonnie and Clyde. It's wide shots. I was, was going to ask, do you some see out them of at focus all? shots and things like that. You yeah. see them, but they're certainly not glorified or glamorized. Like, except by the public, you see some shocking scenes. Really, yeah. of how the public uh, uh, responds to their stardom in, yeah. in a lot of ways. I have wanted to check out this movie because I love just the idea of the two Woody Harrelson and uh, Kevin Costner being paired. It's really excites yeah. me as a film fan. Yeah, yeah we, we are seeing, you know, Netflix and Amazon both producing some really good, good work. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's great to see these that pop up. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, uh, you know, Netflix uh, is now on board. Uh, they're part of the MPAA now. Yep. Uh, yeah. They're voting, full voting members of that mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and full voting members from a rating standpoint. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me yeah. to mm -hmm. think about Netflix and, and Amazon's on that path to doing the same thing. Right. And uh, it wasn't that long ago that Steven Spielberg was really giving a hard time to, uh, to the execs and saying, well, Netflix, they shouldn't be allowed to, to be voting right. members and they shouldn't, these movies shouldn't be allowed to be part of the Academy uh, slate mm -hmm. of potential films for consideration. And he backpedaled. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg backpedaled because he realized, okay, you know, times have changed. It's really all about what we've, we've discussed here is the technology and, and how do people want to see things. Right. And so as long as they're meeting the criteria of a movie being shown in X number of cities and X number of screens, then why not allow them to, to be considered, especially if they're going to be paying the money to, to get them out in front mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. So right. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I think if it's, you, know, you can decide how you want it to be from a yeah. best film standpoint. Well, let's, uh, let's talk TV. Uh, let's get tubular uh, with some marathon-minded stuff here. Uh, we, we try to do this every once in a while, and Game of Thrones has been following that same trajectory 
as the MCU. Mm -hmm. You think about 10 years in the making for both of these, and you've had some uh, amazing stuff going. You've, you've watched this I show. Do. I do watch this show. Um, Thomas did not, my son Thomas did not start watching this show till like a month and a half ago, and he binged every season so he could catch up. That's a hard up. binge. That's a hard it binge. It is a hard binge, but man, he just kept getting into it, and he would, you know, he would come to me, man, I love this character, and I didn't, I didn't have the heart to say, that character's going to die next week. <laughs> I didn't have that heart. Um, and that's one of the things with this show, Game of Thrones, is nobody is safe. Right. You know, you've got big name actors. Yeah. That, that get killed off, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you would never do that. It kind of mm -hmm. takes me back to what Hitchcock would do. Hitchcock would kill off a main actor in the yeah. first yeah. 20 minutes, mm -hmm. you know? Psycho's the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, this show, uh, it was amazing that opening weekend for uh, Avengers Endgame was also one of the biggest weekends for Game of Thrones, where it was the Battle of Winterfell, mm -hmm. which was this, the whole hour, 20 minutes, yeah. was nothing but this battle. Pretty much. And, and how do you, you know, how do you maintain that? And um, you know, no spoilers here, but uh, it was pretty amazing to mm -hmm. watch. At times, you, you and I talked. This didn't. Well, I was going to say, like, not from a thematic perspective. It was dark. Like there were some times where I could not have a sense of what was happening. Yeah, the cinematography and lighting had a few issues. Because it was all. It was. I mean, the battle was set at nighttime through the whole thing, and. Um, they take a step back and let us breathe a little bit with character moments, whether we're down below where the, where the other civilians are. And um, yeah, I, I wonder because of how well Avengers Endgame did this weekend, I'm really curious to see what the Nelson ratings are, yeah. or like, are for this episode's premiere date last night. Everybody was talking about it last night after it was over because there mm -hmm. were some interesting things that happened. Well, yep. when, it, when, it when it aired on, uh, on Sunday night, mm -hmm. a lot of people were talking about it. And you could go to Twitter and just find out all sorts of things. I mean, you go yep. to Instagram, everywhere people were chatting about it, just like they were right. in-game. And I think it's interesting that both of those things happened the same weekend. It's like Disney and HBO like had a secret conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, let's release these things at the same exact time. Yeah, I, I think if you, uh, it, it's a series that I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. It's an adult series, uh, not Very for the young kids, um, you know, language, violence. Uh, sex, violence. I mean, all of those things that would give you an R rating uh, you know, in a theater, uh, this one uh, yeah. is definitely that way. But Game of Thrones, uh, high on my list uh, of something that you should see. Mm -hmm. Now, something on the list that Greg and I both love, we, we grew up Star Trek fans. Yes, definitely. Um, I like Kirk, Star Trek, but I haven't watched McCoy, it. McCoy, um, you know. I, have, I like Star Trek, but I, I haven't watched the new Discovery. Oh, the new one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, and the thing I've is, Star Trek, don't I? you know, Discovery, uh, you can only watch it uh, if you buy it on DVD or if you subscribe to CBS All Access, mm -hmm. uh, a streaming service, uh, and there's so many of those out there now. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with all of them, and if you paid for every one of them, it'd be as expensive as, as what cable, cable bills yeah. used to be, yeah. or satellite bills are. Mm -hmm. um, so give me your take on season two of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, it benefited much from uh, the introduction of Captain Pike. Uh, one was okay, noisy, didn't get, really dig the Klingon war. I just, I, I, it kind of, found its footing, I think, in season two yeah. uh, with the story arc of the Red Angel mm -hmm. uh, and the introduction of Captain Pike. You can't, can't talk enough about Anson Mount that plays Pike. Well, yeah, he blew me away. I yeah. mean, I, I had no anticipation that he was going to have the role that he did and be as strong. And he was mm -hmm. compelling. He was likable. He, he had this, um, I felt like I was a, watching um, a cross between uh, a Shatner 
a Picard and a, and a Riker. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, um, I see, and, I get um, that. Oh, the, the guy who played Riker, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, he actually directed yeah. several of these episodes yeah. for season two, and he's continued to direct yeah. Star Trek-related uh, right. stuff. Uh, there's going to be another spinoff uh, as well. Based on Captain Picard. Yeah, the, the kind of... The hits later in the year, I think, right? Yeah. And Frakes is directing some of those, too. Yeah, and that's coming out not on CBS All Access, but on Epic's... Oh, I didn't know TV, that. TV, I think. Um, and he'll be directing some of those. And so I, I think it's, it's pretty amazing. A franchise that started in 67 uh, uh, on TV. 66. 66. Um, and on TV, you know, here we are years later still talking about it. A series that lasted three seasons? Barely. It, so. it was canceled after the second. And yeah. One, out one, one question it. I have is, is this... Like, where does this fall in the timeline? Pike is the captain of the Enterprise. Right. And he is succeeded by Kirk okay. a few years later. So yeah. it's, I'm guessing it's maybe 15, 20 years before the next, yeah. Yeah. the, and, the and original you're in, series. You're okay. introduced to um, Spock yeah. in this season. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. uh, Gregory Peck's grandson plays he, yeah. Spock. Right, right. Very well. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really impressed with, with season two, uh, much like you. I, season one, I watched, and I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I wanted to like it, but yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah, mm. I, I liked it, didn't yeah. love it. But this one, I love. Yeah. Uh, they, they did everything right in this one, and, and I'm just excited about kind of where this unfolds. Mm -hmm. uh, quickly, another uh, series that you can only find on CBS All Access is a reboot of The Twilight Zone. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time this has happened. It's not the second time. I think it's probably the fourth time that we've actually seen a Star Trek, I mean, a, a Twilight Zone reboot. Mm -hmm. Third uh, reboot, fourth series. Okay, yeah, right. fourth series, yeah. third reboot. Yeah. Uh, Peel is uh, really kind of uh, steamheading this, uh, steamheading this. Just like Ste a ride. Uh, uh, he's heading it. He's what? Heading it. Heading it, yeah. Just he, like uh, Rod Serling was back in the uh, yeah, old days. Yeah, he's hosting it, but also he's producing it. And um, there are some new... Um, episodes, like original episodes, mm -hmm. but there's also some remakes, yeah. Ooh, okay, uh, including one that. that starred William Shatner, one of my all-time favorites, mm -hmm. uh, where this guy is um, up, in the, uh, up in the air in the aircraft, and there's some issues going Terror on. 40,000 feet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it goes 30, nuts, yeah. and they actually used that in the Twilight Zone movie as well. John okay. Lithgow played um, the yeah, character then. John Lithgow then. played that, and um, in this one, if you watched the uh, TV show Parks and Rec, uh, you'll recognize a face on that. Yeah. Man, he was fantastic. He was really good, and that was a pretty good remake, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's, that series is still unfolding. Mm -hmm. uh, that season is still unfolding, but I think there are about six episodes. About that, how many episodes are we about in? About six or so. What's your favorite so far? That one's my favorite so Was far. it? Yeah. I thought yeah. the first one, The Comedian, was... I liked the premise, and it was yeah. an original too long. Yeah, it I should have been 30, did. not 55 yeah, minutes or something. Okay. But, but some, and the one with the video camera, I thought, was... Pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, 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 replay. Yes. Replay. Yes. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're a fan of the Twilight Zone and that kind of stuff, highly recommend going to CBS All Access. Do you have a question? No, no, no I just think I, I, yeah. I've been wanting to watch it because so, yeah. I'm a big, big yeah. Twilight Zone fan. So. And 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 for those of you that want to try it out, they give you if you've never done it before, you get like a seven day free trial. Mm -hmm. And so binge, binge, binge. And you, and you can decide if you want to keep on. That doesn't going. sound right. Well, I know we're probably going to go long like we always do, but the version from 1984, the Twilight Zone version from 84, it, right, at this point in the game, it's still better than the new one, I think. Oh, you mean the, the TV CB series? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the first two seasons of yeah. it, which I have on DVD if you ever yeah. want to borrow that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah. what I love is these uh, it goes back to script, it goes back to story. Yep. 
these things are still as rich now, yeah. Yeah. and you can still put them... Even the remakes. Yeah, yeah. you can put yeah. them into the context of what's happening in society today, and they're yeah. still as relevant. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, you just got to go back to Rod Serling. He was just brilliant. Yeah. He was a brilliant writer, and he found other brilliant writers that had his same mindset. Uh, Richard Matheson, mm -hmm. uh, I Am Legend, and so many other things. I think he originally wrote the one we're talking about, about the, uh, the airplane. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. so, uh, so there you go. Uh, just uh, some, some things for you to check out on TV and a lot of stuff happening in the theater as well. Uh, movie quote of the week. We always like to leave you with a movie quote. This comes from uh, one of my favorite films. Uh, didn't get a lot of love or praise, but the movie was called Sing Street. Uh, this is your life. You can go anywhere. You got to grab the wheel and own it, and drive it like, like you stole it. I love that movie. Zane Gray, Greg Tillman, Tim Foster. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, everybody out there. You can email us at info at c19.tv. I'm Noel Team Manning II. Until next time, that is a wrap.